or something. It's going to go to New Hampshire. Tom Harkin. We are going to go to New York. We're going to go to Vermont. We're going to go to Oregon. We're going to go to Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. We're going to Cancun for spring break. We're going to go to Montreal. We're going to Vancouver. I'm going all over the world. And then I'm coming all the way to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. should be welcome to another episode of fantasy and session the podcast today is november the 4th and the boys are back in town as always if you're listening to this if you haven't already make sure you subscribe um or if you have subscribed make sure you tell somebody who you know who that hasn't subscribed that's probably losing in your fantasy league is um you know what i'm saying let the let the losers know that that's out of playoff contention while you've been winning um shout your boys out Go to the website, ffnsession.com. Get you some merch. Get you, uh, Check out the latest up-to-date rankings. I think I did my rankings today. I don't know. I might be tripping. But anyway, man, we up in here. Uh, it's today, Wednesday. Me and my boy, Lowe's, we got it today. How you feeling, my boy? Pretty good, man. Can't complain, man. You know, same old, same old. Another day, another dollar, man. How was, yes, your week? How was week eight? Um, so so, you know, same story every week, man. When you playing in so many leagues, you don't have some some good some good leagues and bad leagues, but um mostly I, I lost in a lot of my main leagues, so I guess you could say that was pretty you know, I'll chop it up to a bad week. Yeah, I had a bad week too, man. I even lost in the in the Dalvin Cook fifty whatever how many what he had, like forty something points. Yeah, man. Same here, bro. Like I uh, my don't. big money league, I had Dalvin Cook. You Dude, still beat me. Off. Exactly. That's what happens when you have Ben DiNucci in your lineup. You still lose with Dalvin Cook. Gross. Kirk Cousins, 10 points. Jared Goff. Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 14 times, bro. Like, that's the risk rolling him out there, bro. You know they're going to want to run. If they can run the ball, they will run the ball. <clears throat> I understand like it. I mean, I understand it. You yeah. say what? Why do anything else with Dalvin Cook putting up 200 yards? Right. He was unstoppable. I didn't even see that coming. Hopefully he do it again and I can benefit from it, man. Yeah, that shit was wild. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, before we get into the episode, I want to take a special shout out to all the fallen kings and queens out there, all the victims, all the victim victims of police brutality and et cetera, et cetera, man. We want to give a, a special moment of silence to y'all. And we back and we back and we back. Uh, let's, let's get it. Some of the news and the notes since the last time we potted. Uh, pretty much everybody on the 49ers is on the COVID list, and we all know they're playing tomorrow night, so they're they're not going to be uh, out there on the field. Left tackle Trent Williams, <clears throat> both wide receivers, uh, Brandon Ayuk and Debo are out tomorrow, and Kendrick Bourne. So I don't even know who's the wide receiver, and we all know Jared Kittle is out, so – I don't even know who you will who you will want to roll out there. That really messes up all my notes for the 49ers. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to the game. Um, <clears throat> the Saints, um, Alvin Kamara were at practice. Well, they practiced limited today. And Michael Tom, bitch-ass Thomas practiced limited today, too. 
Um, but it's supposed to, they're supposed to be okay. Um, Lions, Matt Stafford is on the COVID list, but I was watching Sports Center before we came on today, and they said he can he has to test positive negative five times, and he can do that before Sunday. So he could could still very well play Sunday. So keep your news out, keep your eyes out for news on that. Um, but he has to test positive each time. You can't fail one, something like that. Um, anyway, yeah, that's the same thing that uh. Nick Saban had to do, I believe. That's why he was able to clear it. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> um, CMC, the God, practicing full, man. If we had drops. Finally! Right, finally! He said what? If I had drops right now, I'd put the hand claps on, man. The yeah, man. They, they need them too, bro. Because like like we said last week, bro, it's not like Mike Davis they is slowing them. down, bro. I need them. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I need them. I don't care about they. Um, Danucci is benched. That was so bad, bro. That had to be the worst performance I have ever witnessed from a professional player, bro. Like, did you notice how many freaking trick plays they had to run? (laughs) It was so many, like, reverses and wildcats, bro. Like, bro, that looked so bad. He looked like um, Uncle Rico out there from (laughs) Napoleon. Like but the way he was throwing the ball, bro. Like, oh he looked bad. Like how? Who? He must be like the nephew of Jerry Jones or some shit, bro. Because how does he make no it way? Bill roster. It's no way, bro. Like you got people out here getting cut and shit, bro. This dude is like legit starting games and shit. Like, bro, no, get him out of here. get him out of here. Jordan Reed um is limited in Tuesday's practice. Um, I, he probably gonna see a lot of volume. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was he was already in line to see a lot of volume with uh, George Kittle being out pretty much for the rest of the season. But now with the whole wide receiver core being out, I definitely see him getting a lot more. Um, so he's probably still on a lot of people's waiver wires right now, actually. So and he probably can get him from probably free agent now. He probably not even a waiver if you put it in right now. Yeah, not any of my leagues, but you know he might still be out there in these other people's leagues. <laughs> Miles, Miles Gaskins is out for the next three games, man. That came out of nowhere with an MCL injury. Um, I don't know how that happened, but uh, they do it like walking back from the game because he was out there pretty much the whole game. Like he dominated snaps again, and I didn't hear anything about it. So he must, must be just like must have been must be like Jordan Taylor with that ankle injury. Yeah, exactly. But at least, like, they didn't, like, just say that after a bad game. At least, like, you know, he still had a decent game. And, you know, they said it. So, I believe that one a little bit more. Uh, man, going into the next – tomorrow's game is going to suck, man. Thursday night – well, whenever you listen to this. But Thursday night football game is going to suck, man. Um, the Packers are already down two running backs with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon, both due to COVID. And, um, of course, they were already down Aaron Jones. But Aaron Jones is – Day to day, and they're gonna to try to get him, give him a game time go, but he probably will not go. Um, so Tyler Ever 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 Urban, I think I don't know. And Dexter, <laughs> all, all the running backs, all the running backs that are um, gonna be the only healthy running backs, pretty much on the depth chart. So that is so gross, bro. We're gonna talk about it when we get to that game, but that is that's just crazy, man. Oh, <laughs> let me see. I mentioned George Kittle was out pretty much for the rest of the season with eight in, uh, eight weeks, unless you get into the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out indefinitely with um, Jaguars. We down a quarterback. Uh, is Mitchell Mania probably over this week? 
Um, he's not playing. Apparently, he hurt his hand. But they're pretty much ready to look and see what else they got or take it out. Um, uh, T.Y. Hilton is expected to play. I mentioned Jack Dodd. Jonathan Taylor with a, with the ankle injury apparently. Um, Kenny Galladay is now week to week with a hip injury, um, so he's probably gonna be out for a while. Man, that sucks for Kenny G owners. Man, he had a bad week last week, but I didn't I didn't realize he was hurt. I guess I didn't really pay too much attention to that game. I should go back and watch it um, to see why he had such a bad week. Because I was like, man, every time I every time I saw like the the highlights on the red zone and like, um, cause you know, their numbers are so similar. So I, I would see the one I'm like, Oh man, Kenny Galladay scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. That shit gets my nerves. Oh, uh, you got any other news? Um, I don't see anything else. I think that covers it, bro. Yep. If not, we'll get to it next time. Um, without further ado, let's give a special shout out to thrive fantasy, um, a daily, spe- daily sports player betting prop app. I don't know why I said it like that, but that's how I'm gonna say it today. Um, they have eliminated countless hours of research because all they do, all you have to do is worry about the top tier players, um, over underlines for the top tier players in the games. Not only do they f- do football, but they do basketball, baseball, golf, and esports. I think it's a golf tournament of some sort. I've seen them talking about it on ESPN this weekend. Um, if you're gonna sign up, man, make sure you use special promo code. FIS50 to sign up today. You receive an instant $20 bonus when you get your first $20 deposit or more. Download Thrive Fantasy app or visit thrivefantasy.com and sign up today. I suck yet again. Damn. Keep go- Keep trying, bro. Keep trying. I, I did too, bro. I did horrible. I had um, I had uh, Patrick Mahomes going over under 300 yards and he put up the best game of the season. Bro, <laughs> bro, just talk about that real quick, bro. Like, well, you notice – well, no, nah, you know, I'll save it for the game. I'll save it for the game because we got we're talking about that game this week or this episode. For sure. So let's get into it then, but not to keep the people waiting. The first game is Thursday night football, man. It was looking – so all my notes pretty much are trash now because – Yeah, for that game. Yeah, but we'll get into it anyway, man. Packers are at the San Francisco 49ers. You got an over-under? Uh, well, as of now, before all these people came out with COVID, it was Green Bay minus six, and it's a 50-and-a-half-point over-under. So that's definitely – I'm pretty sure that's going to change. Yep. Uh, A-Rod, of course, is going to start him. The 49ers are the top four passing defense, only giving up 209 yards a game, though. Uh, Russell Westbrook – not Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson just threw for 261 yards on them. So you're still going to roll A-Rod out there because you never see A-Rod, man. I learned my lesson on that. Um, Aaron Jones, we mentioned, is a game-time decision. So we're getting to these running backs, man. Which running back do you want out there, uh, Tyler Irvin or Dexter Williams? Oh, my God, that's so disgusting, bro. But, you know, um, in, in running back, like, crisis right now, it's, it's a lot of people are going to have to start one of them. Yeah, especially with it being Thursday. That makes it even more difficult, bro. But, I mean, if I had to choose one, um, just going off of the projected game script, because, I'm, I mean – they're going they have a backup quarterback, you know, no receivers, their star tight ends out. So I'm pretty sure that Green Bay is gonna be playing with a lead for most of this game. So um Tyler Irvin's more of a passing down running back, I believe. So I will go with Dexter. Um what's his name? Dexter Williams. Yeah. Because I think he's gonna get more of the in between the tackles work. So yeah, that's that's what I'll go about. Like just to notice out there, I'm not excited about starting any any one of these guys. Well, you just disappointed me because I got to start Tyler Irvin. <laughs> Damn. 
Uh, I mean, it can happen. It can happen. They, I mean, they're gonna have to throw the ball too because they just they don't have running back. So I mean, it, it can happen, bro. But you know, I hope it happens. <laughs> um, of course, uh, you're gonna start Devontae to go Adams. Man, he's going crazy. Back to back three three touchdown weeks. Yep. Whew, he's a monster. Um, just oh, no, 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 he didn't have three touchdowns. He had a lot of points. I thought he just had two touchdowns, like two hundred yards the week before. I want to say. <laughs> It's only a look up away. I know he. I thought he had like he had at least two touchdowns. I know. Yeah, Maybe. I know he had two touchdowns. Two plus touchdowns, back to back weeks. Then, then if that's not if that's correct. Yeah, no, two yeah, touchdowns. two touchdowns. Yeah, so two two touchdown week and a three touchdown week. So he's been putting in that uh, wide receiver one work. So hopefully uh, he has a great matchup this week. So I don't see why why it will stop. Uh, Robert Tunyon, man. After we was just you know what I'm saying, was it me and you? We're just talking shit about him too much, saying that we don't trust him. Yeah. Did he come out and have a seven-target game? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be up and down, though. He's more volatile. So, I mean, you know it's a possibility, but especially with Lazard, I don't know if he's going to play this week, but, you know, this might be your last, like, you know, even, like, usable week from him because I think Lazard's going to soak up a lot of those targets. Yeah, but he got a good matchup this week uh, going up against Dre Greenlaw, who's given up uh, a 90% catch rate on 109 times targeted. Um, so I kind of I kind of like him this week. I just – I don't know, man. I guess follow the volume, man. That's what we say. You got to trust the yeah. concept. Um, on the other side of the ball, Nick Mullins is the quarterback for the 49ers with Jimmy G being out. Uh, the Green Bay do have a pretty great – not great, but pretty good um, passing defense. Uh, I don't want him now with all the wide receivers out. There's really no point. In yeah, I, I just think they're going to try to take the – like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe in a, in a two-QB league, I was feeling like maybe – you know what I'm saying? He put like up, if like, you have to, mate, yeah, yeah, go for it. But now, I just though. think they're going to try to, like, slow the game up, you know, take the ball out of his hands, and you already know they're a running team anyway. So now that they, like, have to run the ball, then yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to try to do until, you know, they so, can't no more. McKinnon and Hasty. I guess McKinnon's legs weren't weren't that tired. I don't know. Uh, he played he played the most snaps, but McKinley, uh, but uh, Hasty got the most touches. Um, they got behind early, so they were they weren't really able to use Hasty like that. McKinnon got a lot of the targets out the backfield because you know, like we mentioned before, Dalvin Cook went bonkers, so they were trying to keep up most of the game. Um, mm. Green Bay is not bad against the run. Uh, they're giving up 119 yards against uh, the run a game. I got, I had both before the game, I had both of them in, I guess, RB3 range, but I think I might, mm, I might have, I have Green Bay being bad against the run. What did I say? You said they're uh, not bad against the run. I meant to say bad. They give up okay. 119 yards a game. Well, not, I mean, that, that's not, it's, it's more teams, 29 worth. points a game, though, which is the leading uh, the league so far. So, Hmm. They're giving up a lot of touchdowns and huh? The running back, yeah, it's a running back. Oh man, that's a good stat. Exactly, and you're playing a running team that need that's like has to run. Yeah, I'm firing up, especially Hasty. Who Green Bay? Yeah, I know. Are you talking about uh, San Francisco? I still think they're gonna run the ball until they can't no more. Like Hmm. they they can't. (laughs) I mean, who they gonna throw to? Like Debo's out, Ayuk's out, Kittle's out. Bourne's out. Like, it is insane, bro. They are li- they're just going to run the ball, bro. What's his name? Ross uh, – Ross uh, – Dwelly. Ross Dwelly and Jordan Reed. Yeah, Jordan Reed and – definitely Jordan Reed is, is in play. I would definitely play him if he's uh, – li- was looking like he's going to be ready to go out there. So, definitely will play him as a pass catcher in terms, you know, in terms of the pass catchers, but that's about it. I don't, I don't think I will go to Dwelly just yet. 
Mm, uh, yeah, Jordan Reed, 14 targets in the two weeks where they um, where Kittle was out earlier this week. Um, he has an okay matchup, but the volume will be there. Um, exactly. The next game, Denver at the Stanky Birds. Man, they are about to start winning, and this is about to here happen. we go. <laughs> like when I seen this, when I seen this guy, I said, "Man," because I don't even look at the schedule no more. I like I like to be surprised. Surprise me who the Falcons playing, bro. I yeah. Know. I was like, "Man, we playing Denver at Atlanta, so it's not we don't have to worry about the weather." Like they're gonna win this game. Um, <laughs> what's the over under? <laughs> Uh, Denver is three and a half point favorites, or no, no, they're three and a half, half point underdogs, 50 point over under. I was about to say, I'll take that. Uh, yeah. they're three point favorites. Um, Matt Ryan, um, Denver only giving up 236 yards a game. Uh, Justin Herbert just threw for 278 yards, uh, against them with three touchdowns. How do you feel about Matt Ryan this week? Um, I like Matt Ryan, um, especially as long as Julio's out there. Like, it's just that's like a rule. Like, if he's out there, I'm willing to play him. And with the um, over-under being 50 points, you know, you, the, the, there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities, and the Broncos are allowing the 10th most points to quarterbacks through eight weeks. So definitely like uh, Ryan as a um, back-end QB1. I got him as a back-end QB1 too. But even with the Ridley injury, did that scare you? With, uh, Not so much Ridley, man. That's we just the, know the splits when Julio's out. Like when Ridley's out, I still think, I mean, you can give Julio freaking 15 targets in – He'll have a monster game. Touchdowns so. is what scared me, man. Matt Ryan hasn't been finding the end zone, and if he does find the that's end true. zone, due to Ridley, so that's that true. I, I I do got to now. Argument. He might have to yeah. go to Julio when he goes to the red yeah. zone. That's crazy. But you know they triple double team him down there. So oh, uh, do it. Throw it to him still. It's Julio. He deserves it. I got him as one by, by Sunday. I'd be. Be one. I think this might be one of those weeks that Ryan might let you down. Um, as I as I do more research and you know dig dig more into who who I would like more and you know what I'm saying different stars. It is by pocket. Is it by pocket? Because I feel like for me it is. It's, yeah, it seems like. Tony was saying it was last week, but I feel like this week I got hit. He, hard. Well, for him it was definitely by pocket last week for him, bro. Oh, That's just crazy. Got, I got hit crazy hard. So it might not be that many. Um, it might not be. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ty Gurley, um, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. How do you feel about him? Um, I do not like Ty Gurley. You said what? I said last week he scared us, man. He, like, was injured, but then he was not injured. It was crazy. Well, I don't think he was injured. I just think they were resting him on the side. Like, especially in that first half, it seemed like they gave Brian Hill the whole second quarter, bro, and that was very, very weird. Mm -hmm. He did save you with that touchdown last week, but – you gotta gotta imagine that shit's gonna regress eventually. Um, he does, like I said earlier, this is a 50, 50 point implied total game, so he'll have an opportunity to score again. But he's gonna hurt you if he doesn't against the Broncos. They're allowing the fifth fewest points to running backs. And if you look at his games the last three weeks, he's averaging two point six yards per carry, and two of those weeks were against Carolina and Detroit, who are kind of like bleeding points to the running back. Mm-hmm. So I don't like uh, Gully this year. I know you might have to start him because, you know, you, you paid, you know, the, a high draft price for him, and he is going to have an opportunity to score. But if you do have the opportunity to see him, I think this might be a way to do it. I can't sit. Yeah, it's running. Man, nobody can see Ty Gurley at this point. We just got to hope and pray that he gets into the red zone. Exactly. <laughs> Touchdown is going to have to – is going to save him. That's what saved him last week because he was sitting on like four points before that yes, shit. Yes, 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 he was. Um, and I still lost. And I had him on my Dalvin Cook team. Crazy. Um, 
who we got up. Uh, of course, we talked about Julio. I don't know if Calvin Ridley. I haven't seen it. Have you seen any news about Calvin Ridley? Uh, well, that little link I sent y'all earlier, that's like my go-to source for injuries, uh, Dr. Chow. Um, if you've been on Twitter, anybody that's been on Twitter, they should, you know, they should know who Dr. Chow is. But uh, he has a website, and you pretty much can type in any player. And when you type in Ridley, he, he made a great uh, some great points, saying that he may be able to go out, but with them having a bye next week, it's looking like it's a very big possibility that he sits this week so he can like get that extra rest in. So I'm not expecting him personally, but we'll see. Got to pay attention to practice reports. Of course, if if he if he rolls out there, I will start him. You know, I would temper my expectations because with that foot injury and they got a bye week, like you said, I don't know how hard they'll push him. But um, AJ Boye is out. Well, he is in concussion protocol right now, and that's their top wide uh, cornerback. Um, so Bryce Callahan, who is the best defender according to PFF, you know, grade wise. We'll, we'll have to move out of the slot and have to cover um, Julio or possibly Calvin Ridley. So I like both of them in this game. Yeah, same. Uh, sneaky play, um, Russell Gage. I think this might be the week Russell Gage, um, especially with Calvin Ridley being out, Gage gets uh, into the end zone. Yeah, it could be. It could be. You know, he uh, fell off after those first two weeks. But like you said, if Ridley sits, he should see an up-tempo or, you know, uptick in his uh, volume. Are you sold on Hayden Hurst yet? Uh, I think I have him as a start this week. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. No, I actually have him as a sit. Um, he's seen seven targets in each of the last two weeks, so you can start him, but I would temper expectations. I mean, he'll mm-hmm. see Justin Simmons, who's great out as an 81, and Dibber is only allowing seven points a game, two tight ends. So um, I guess you can start him, but you just got to temper expectations. I like him more if Calvin really doesn't uh, play. Yeah, that's a good point, too. On the other side of the ball, man, gunshots for Drew Locke finally went off. It was – I can't mention this enough. Part of my Dalvin Cook downfall. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. He's the reason yeah. why he lost. Yo, man, three touchdowns, 248 yards, and one interception. Man, he was looking trash the whole game. And then, like, I don't – I guess – Fourth they quarter. Play some Jeezy or something. <laughs> exactly. You saw him dancing after that last touchdown pass, too. <laughs> like, oh, man, this, dude is a, this dude is funny, bro. Um, I do want to mention, man, the Falcons' defense is horrible. Let's never not get that misunderstood, man. They are horrible. But they have looked a little bit better over the last couple of weeks since Dan, Quick has, Dan Quinn has left. Um, they held Teddy Two Gloves under 200 yards, and they pretty much held Matt Stafford at bay until he had that last-minute touchdown. How do you feel about Drew Lott this week? I know you're going against the Falcons. Yeah, that is that is a very great point. They have been playing better as of late. Um, but I guess it's a trend now since it happened twice in a row, but I need to see it happen three times in a row before I actually buy into it. So until that happens, I think uh, Lockett is a solid streaming option this week because as a, you know, as a whole for the year, ITL is still allowing the second most points to quarterbacks. Yeah. And it's a high over-under, so they're expecting points to be scored. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start them as a streaming option. I got him right outside. Two QB, two QB league though. Two QB league. I got him right outside that QB one range. He's probably in the top fifteen this week. I don't know. I'm one QB. I'm not. Let not me yet. see where I have him at. Because I, I remember I have him at seventeen now. So just borderline. Uh, the running back situation, man. Philip Lindsay is now the first and second down back, pretty much, and Melvin Gordon is the third down pass catching back. How do you feel about them? Are you projecting that, or because that didn't? That's not how it played out last week. I mean, that's what it looked like. Uh, or did Lindsey did leave? Did Lindsey leave the game, or did he come back? Or did was that the game before? 
That was the game before. Okay, because I mean, I have him down. I mean, he has looked better, but he saw nine opportunities to Gordon's fifteen. So I don't know if they were just using Gordon as you know the passing down back since they were trailing most of the game. Because I didn't watch that game fully. So yeah, I watched the game. Philip Lindsay had a great game, and he went off. uh, He had six carries for eighty-three yards and a touchdown. they was trailing. So on that last drive, Melvin Gordon got at least like three catches that last drive. And yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like um, he only had eight carries for 26 yards. He got those seven targets. I think it was like, it was either like two or three targets at least on that last drive. He had that great catch for the first down where he held the mm-hmm. ball. It was great. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a third down back. Yeah. He's, I definitely agree that Lizzie has looked way better than Gordon, but they're still going to continue to use Gordon. So I mean, yeah. they're bad. I have them down as back in RB2, so they're both playable. I have them as starts, but similar I, to last year with uh, Lindsey and Royce, like they were splitting down the middle pretty much. So, with that being the case, and it's not a high scoring team, um, it's not going to be too many opportunities for them. But back my, in RB2s. On my side, on, what, on my take was more so I had Melvin Gordon ranked higher last week. So, this week I'll probably have Philip, Philip ranked above Melvin Gordon as far as like, yeah, they're going to be very close to each other. Very close. Uh, but the Falcons are get, still giving up only 99 yards on the ground per game, so that might be a cap to Philip Lindsay's uh, ceiling a little bit this week. Only one running back has gotten over 15 points since Dan Quinn has left, um, and that was uh, Swift, who got saved by that touchdown. He only had nine carries for 27 yards. So um, the Falcons still give up a lot of points to running backs uh, through the air. So I, I would like – I guess I like Melvin Gordon more this week now that I'm talking myself into it. So, yeah. I like it. Uh, Jerry Judy finally had a 10-target game last week. Do you like him against this uh, Falcon defense? Um, I guess you could start Judy as a – like a wide receiver three, like a, like a back-end wide receiver three, though. But I'm still not excited about starting him. Yeah, like I got a lot of that came through. A lot of that came when they were like trailing big, so they were just having to pass the ball. So, uh, I, I mean, it can happen this week against a poor uh, Atlanta secondary. But like I said, I'm just not excited about starting them. Yeah, he had a bad. Uh, he, I mean, not a bad. He had a good catch. Uh, a good. Uh, probably, probably like a forty yard play. That was a good. Yeah, he's game, a stud. But. He's a stud, man. But you know, you know how rookie wide receivers are. They're doing good. You know, this year, but you know. Historically, they're not really going to break out like that until next year. His year, get a little more experience. Uh, no offense. Um, I got him as a start, of course. Nine targets again last week. Um, Albert O got one catch for one touchdown. I know. I remember we talked about him. Um, so that's pretty. Uh, I don't think you could trust him this week. Nah, nah. I mean, no he's he's looking better now. No offense. Like he's that first week he came back, he was hobbled still by the injury, but he looked way healthier last week. So he's the guy when he's healthy. Um, on to the next game, Seattle at the Buffalo Bills over under. Uh, two and a half points um, favorites with Seattle. And I don't have the over under in front of me. Um, look it up real quick while you talk about it. Uh, Russell Russell Wilson, of course, uh, you're going to start him. Buffalo does have the number 11 passing defense, but they letting Russ cook, man. He's the MVP. Um, Car- Chris Carson, um, we still don't have any – News if he's going to play or not. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll have more as the week goes on. Buffalo is giving up 134 yards on the ground um, per game. So, of course, if Chris Carson is out there, you start him. But DJ Dallas, man, uh, the fantasy, I guess, darling pretty much. Yeah. 
Um, he looked good, man. He had 23 touches, 58 yards, two touchdowns last week. Um, they didn't use him as much because Russell uh, DK Metcalf just went crazy. Right. He got 17 opportunities. I, I did, yeah, 23 touches. Yeah, they used him. Yeah, it's true. I guess he didn't <laughs> as much on the ground as that's why I guess that. That's yeah, he just he was inefficient, but he got two touchdowns. So yeah, the two touchdowns saved the day. But I mean, he looked good, man. I like I like him if if Chris Carson doesn't play. Yeah, I do think Chris Carson will play though. He was pretty close to suiting up last week. You know, he was a game time decision. So if that was the case last week. I expect him to go out there and you know be able to go play this week. Good news for Carson owners. DK Metcalf, he does have a bad matchup. I have written down against Tredavious White, but man, he's a monster. You got to start him. Definitely start him. Uh, but Tyler- uh, yeah, like you said, he's he's getting the shadow treatment from Tredavious White. And uh, if you remember, and when they played uh, Arizona, he got shadow treatment from Peterson. So this could very well be uh, another locky game. I want. I was. I got down in my nose, man. Can we get a big game from both of them together? Probably not. Probably not big, big, man. I, it can happen though. Like I remember last year, they had you know when they played Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay still had a horrible pass defense that they both had crazy games. So it could happen, but I think more times than not, you're gonna see one having an okay game and one having a blow up game. I was looking at the targets like out because I wanted to see like is one getting more targets on the games like the blow up games, but like they're both getting like at least six targets a game. Like whether yeah. one goes off or the other one, it's just I don't know. That's why on. it's 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 Metcalf and Lockett, bro. They're it's one A one B, bro. In my opinion. Uh, but yeah, Lockett will be going against Teron Johnson also, who be who is a forty seven according to PFF, and he's giving up an eighty one percent catch rate. So I do believe Lockett should be above Metcalf this week. Um, on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen was in a bad week, uh, bad matchup last week. Like I mentioned, uh, against the Patriots, he did score under 15 points again, but this is a new week and he's up against those Seahawks, man. The worst passing defense in the league. You got to roll him out there. Yeah, definitely roll him out against Seattle, man. The two running back situation, man, they both had good weeks last week. Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. How do you feel about them? If I had to start one, I'm going with Moss because I still think they're going to be split down the middle. Like, they both what, had, like, 14 opportunities last week. Yeah. But the thing that separates them is what we talked about in the beginning of the year. Moss is going to be used on the goal line. So, he's going to have the more valuable touches, I would say. So, yeah. um, I would start him over Singletary if I had to choose. Yeah. Seattle still doesn't give up that many yards on the ground. Uh, that could be because most teams are trying to fight back from Russell Wilson putting 30 on their head. Um but um, I do like Zach Moss, like you, like you said. Um, he got 54% of the snaps, too, if that means anything to uh, Devin Singletary's 48. He looks better than Singletary out there, too. So That is a fact. I hope they do just, like, you know, give him more of the share of the backfield because that would be nice for fantasy owners. Let him cook. I'm Please. trying to sell him. I need a wide receiver this week if you want him. <laughs> do you Not want me. Not me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you were talking to me. But no. <laughs> so, Stephon Diggs, uh, um, I got him as a start, of course, against this bad passing defense. John Brown, I got him as a wide receiver to play this week. How do you feel about John Brown this week? Uh, yeah, I like John Brown, um, especially against the Seattle um, secondary. It's bleeding points to receiver still. I mean, I did uh, went, go back and look. It's a 55-point over-under. So, with that in mind, like, you know, a lot of – Points are going to be scored in this game, and it seems like he plays better too. When Josh, uh, did John Brown play last week? Yeah, he did. It was it was the weather was really horrible. Yeah, that was one of those weather games. So 
normally with John Brown out there, it seems like he plays better to have, you know, him and um, Stefan Diggs out there. So, mm. yeah, I like uh, John Brown this week. Uh, none of the Buffalo tight ends I'm willing to start. Um, no, on to the next game, we got Baltimore at the Indianapolis Colts over under. We have Baltimore as two and a half point over or favorites and 45 and a half point over under. Oh man, Lamar Jackson looked bad with a uh, he turned the ball over twice last week. But did you see that running that touchdown that got called back? Yeah, I did. So if he gets that, then we you know we're not even talking about him struggling this year. We're having a different conversation, but it happens. So carry and on. he does not, and he's not getting you know what I'm saying that much of a break with the Colts defense. I know we talked about him. Uh, I think it was me, you, Antonio, and Antonio was talking about how the Colts only played like blah blah sorry teams or whatever, whatever. But we just seen him come out last week off a of bye and look dominant again. Um, they have a top ten passing defense this this year and a top two rushing defense. So I, of course you can't sit Lamar Jackson, but I do not think the yardage should be there like through the air. Um, but he might, you know, what I'm saying, get in a touchdown. So you just hopefully you just depending on his feet. Yeah, definitely. He just hasn't hasn't returned that value, man. Um, you know, a lot of people spent first round, second round picks on him, bro. And hey, that's why we wait on quarterbacks, guys. Why they didn't listen to the podcast? Because we told them. Um, Trying to tell you, uh, J.K. Dobbins, man, saw 67 percent of the snaps last week. Have 15 for 113 yards. Uh, got two carry, uh, two targets. Gus also uh, got 16 t- touches for 87 yards and a touchdown. Man, how you feel about that running back situation? I think Mark Ingram might be. Uh, I don't know if they like. He might be healthy, but I don't think they want him to be healthy at this point. I hope not, man, because this finally cleared out some room in that backfield, man. Like, like I always say, we're, we're, we can get by with having two running backs on the backfield, man. It's when you have three people back there sharing touches where it gets ugly and you don't want to start any of them. But as long as Ingram is out, this is another tough matchup for them, like last week, but they both saw volume. So they both had good games. And I think that'll continue over to, to this week. So both solid RB2s to me. And bad matchup last week against the exactly. Pittsburgh. Exactly. Because Dobbins, man, dynasty-wise, bro, like, I feel like everybody should be doing whatever they can in their Mm -hmm. power to try to get a share of Dobbins, bro, because he's going to be a stud, bro. Yeah, for sure. He just Uh, looks like that guy. I got him as a back-end RB2s. uh, I I think you said RB2, too. I think you said Mm -hmm. Uh, just Definitely. because of how dominant that Colt defense is. I don't know how they're winning with Phillip Lindsey, but I'm not Phillip Lindsey, but Phillip Rivers, but they are. Um. The wide receiver situation, man. What's the point of having soldiers if you ain't gonna use them? Huh? Who's that, Marquise Brown? Yeah, man. That's a good <laughs> question, man. What's the point of having these soldiers if you ain't gonna use them? But that's the thing, man. Um, they're not. It ain't that they're not trying to use them. It's just that they're not connecting, man. Um, I, I, the, I, I found a. Um, basically, I saw a stat where it says I forgot who it was. I want to give credit, but I forgot who it was. But they said that he's had sixteen. Um, targets that travel over 20 yards and only five of those were catchable for Marquise Brown and he caught all five of them mm. so it's not like they're not trying to it's just that him and uh, Lamar Jackson is not able to connect for some reason so with him still you know at least with them trying to do that like you know they're going to target him I'm still going to value him as a uh, middling uh, wide receiver three especially this week because he does get Rocky Sin who's great as a 52 so um yeah, it's, you just got to temper expectation. I know a lot of people are treating him like a wide receiver two upside, but now I think he's more of a wide receiver three upside. 
I agree with the wide receiver three, but I don't agree with um the static pool. I feel like that was I don't know because I looked. What do you at, mean? I, I just looked. Let me just say what I said. He got two targets last week, and then I looked it up deeper. Um, he's only had two weeks with overs uh, with six with six targets or more. So mm-hmm. I don't know, five targets probably came like very spread. You know what I'm saying? Spread out. Um, I think I got yeah, like, sixteen, like, 16 like, targets. Uh, yeah, I got this stat down too. I'm on my notes now. That I think about it. Sixteen targets over twenty yards, only catching five. What did you say? Only five are catchable. Yeah, well, he caught. So if five. he caught all five of his catchable targets, like let's say ten or eleven of those were catchable, bro, and then and that's where you have one of those blow up weeks that you know he's capable of. So as long as they keep targeting him, I think they're eventually going to connect, man. But it's it's ugly so far. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like you said, man. I'm just tipping my expectations on him. Um, exactly. Really, I mean, wide receiver three. You can't really. Yeah. I mean, three. not really I mean, expecting too much about wide receiver three. He's in that in that uh, Kansas City wide receiver uh, Russian roulette for me now. Yeah. Um, Willie Sneed saw seven targets for 106 yards last week, dropped a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, how do you feel about Willie Sneed? I don't like him. <laughs> I can't start any wide receiver. Like, it, we are here debating about Marquise Brown, bro. And that's, this is yeah. a guy that could take the top off of any defense, bro. Like, yeah, I'm good on I just want to tell it. I just, you know, say just for the people out there that see the targets in the game and see the points, uh, I want to roll them out there. Uh, Mark Andrews hasn't found the end zone in two weeks now, man. He nor has he had over fifty yards in two weeks. Uh, he has a good matchup this week against uh, Bobby. I can't say his name. Or Ricky Key. <laughs> Bobby O. Bobby O. Um, he graded forty nine according to PFF. I'm disappointed in Mark Andrews. I, I hit on him last year, but this is not last year, apparently. But you got to – I guess you got to keep rolling him out there, man. Yeah, you you do, man, because I think that's that's part of the reason why Marquise Brown are just not – he's just – Lamar Jackson is not as a, as efficient as he was last year. So, um, he's still up there in terms of, like, leaders in end zone targets and red zone targets. So, I mean, you got to keep rolling him out there. But, yeah, it's – yeah, it's – Definitely disappointing if you don't Mark Andrews. Philip Rivers, uh, what you doing? Oh, uh, with Philip Rivers? Yeah. I have him, man. You know what? When I first started writing this, I had him as a sit, man. But when I started digging deeper into it, I'm, I'm kind of coming to, around to him as a start in a two QB league. I know it sounds weird, but the Ravens are giving up a decent amount of points to QBs. Um, they're giving up 20 a game. So I was very shocked to see that. And Rivers has posted 20-plus points the last two weeks. So with Baltimore only being a two-and-a-half-point favorite, they're, they're telling us that this game is expected to be close. So I'm I'm not opposed to starting him as a QB2 in Superflex Leagues. Ugh. It's ugly, bro. It's it's ugly. Ugly. But he's he's been performing, bro, 20-plus last two weeks. Philip Rivers or Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan. All right. Just trying to gauge it. Um, the running back situation, man, we talked about the three running back situation that we don't like. I don't know if you can, like, call this a three running back situation still or what, man. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins. Um, apparently, Jordan Taylor is dealing with an ankle injury, like we mentioned before, and he only got 33% of the snaps last week. It was three touchdowns to running backs, and none of them went to Jordan Taylor, man. How do you feel? Which running back do you like this week? Or how do you feel about the running back situation as a whole? I don't like any of them um, because, you know, I know Wilkins had a good game, but unless Taylor is truly injured, 
I don't think they're just going to go away from him right now. They spent mm-hmm. draft capital on him, so I think they're still going to split the touches um, if he keeps playing like that and he's not injured. Um, if he does sit, of course you can play Wilkins, but yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't think I like any of them with that. Um, with them being a crowded backfield, we talked about the three-headed monster in the backfield. Wilkins or um, Naeem Hines, he had a good game, but I think he only had like what ten opportunities. So I guess that's okay. It's like a flex play. He's getting the targets though, yeah. Yeah, he gets, like, wide receiver play. Exactly. Like he's more of like a flex play that you're hoping to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Ravens are only giving up 100 yards um, per game on the ground. So I, I don't like – I like if you got – if you you know what I'm saying, if you're going through a running back um, apocalypse right now, I, w- I, could, I would roll Naheem Hines out there. But like you said, just as a flex play. Yeah. Uh, Jordan – if Jonathan Taylor plays, I guess if you have him on your team, you probably need to play him because you probably don't have any other running back. So I guess I'll run him, run him out there. But he's nothing but like an RB3 for me right now. RB3, definitely. Uh, any Colts wide receiver you like? Uh, none of them, man. I have them all as sits. Let me get to my notes. Um, yeah, so in a the game, they scored uh, 41 points last week. And the wide receiver who saw the most targets was Marcus, Marcus Johnson with four. So can't do nothing with that, man. Um, I don't know how they scored 41 points, bro. I guess because uh, Naeem Hines was getting all the targets and I guess they're tight ends. But that's gross. I'm leaving them all on the bench this week against Baltimore. Can't play with him. Won't play with him. Nope. Um, Trey Burton. You like Trey Burton? He got a rushing touchdown last week. Uh, he only got four targets. Yeah, it's it's ugly, man. But if you do need a tight end, he is the best out of the three. Um, you did mention the targets. But they are using him around the goal line. Like, he's just the second week in a row that he had a rushing touchdown. So, you know, he's gonna they're going to get creative around that goal line since Jonathan Taylor's being a bum. So, he's going to have opportunities to score. So, if you need a, a streaming option this week, um, you can do worse than Burton. Be worried that he does have a bad matchup against Chuck Clark this week. So um, uh, it might be better. I like Trey, like Evan Ingram, as, as much as we talk shit about him. He's been coming on as a late. Yeah, yeah, he he did he did look better last week. He almost scored, too. Like, yeah. he got so close to scoring. If he got scoring. that touchdown, it would have been, it been a, a good uh, tight end one game from. Yeah. Um, anything else from that game? Uh, no, I think that covers it, man. On to the next game, Houston at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deshaun Watson now four games over 300 yards. Uh, the Jacksonville has the five, the fifth worst passing defense with 281 yards given up a game. So one plus one equals two. Deshaun Jackson should be in line for a top five QB week. Uh, David Johnson. I think he got that name back now, man. David Johnson. Yeah, man, uh, a solid running back, too, every week, man. Um, Jags giving up 142 yards on the ground, so I don't see that changing. Uh, Will Fuller is in a Texans uniform still. Um, he got a touchdown in every week the last five weeks. Um, he's only had less than six targets one time all year. I think he that he left the game with an injury that, um, that game. He's the number 16 wide receiver in, PP, in half PPR leagues. I think Will Fuller's at every week. Start now. Facts, bro. Facts. I mean, he doesn't have a great matchup this week, but like you said, with him getting that elite value, bro, you can't even think about sending him right now. I think they were willing to trade Will Fuller because of Brandon Cooks, man. Three straight weeks. I didn't even realize this, man. Three straight weeks with nine or more targets. Um, he's number seven in targets during that time, like during these last three weeks. And he would that, – that's, that's – he's, he's back, I guess. Yeah. 
Exactly. Ever since uh, what's his face left, bro? They he they've been he's been beasting, bro. So wow, what a what a what a loser he will. Exactly, bro. He traded away the whole team, and apparently he had a gold mine, and like he's putting up three, like four, like I said, four straight three hundred yard games, man. Freaking yeah, man. He he's like a Gates Junior out there. He's not even running the ball yet. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, heavy matchup against CJ Henderson, uh, rookie graded at 60 this week. Um, I, uh, Randall Cobb, and I think you can even roll him out there. He has a great matchup against Trey Herndon, who's graded at a 44, and he led the team in targets last week with 10. That's um, he's now averaging around at least four to five targets a game. Randall Cobb, man, he just won't go away. Yep, he'll, he'll be he's gotten like a Cole Beasley type tier player where mm-hmm. you throw me a lineup if you have bye weeks or injuries, then you know, he'll have provide a decent floor for you so yeah i think he brought a solid floor every week at least you know what i'm saying good eight point floor eight to ten yeah. um the houston texas tight end situation jordan akins is supposed to be back this week um darren fails has been nowhere to be seen during this 300 yard spree uh except with that one game that he went crazy against the texans but i mean against the titans but everybody every tight end does that um, i think he had I got, two good games he had a donut that last week, but I thought he had two good games before that. No, I think he had like a touchdown and made a, his numbers look better than what they were. But, um, yeah, so one good week and one touchdown depending on week. Regardless, I'm sitting all the tight ends. Um, I, I I think all all wide receivers you can start. What's the oh? Did we get the over under for this? I didn't even. Answer. Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. Houston is seven point favorites with a fifty and a half point over under. Yeah, you can start all the wide receivers. I believe. Yeah. Everybody has a safe floor. Um, on the other side of the ball, man, Jake Luton, the rookie starting quarterback, as named by uh, the Jaguars head coach. I don't know much about him, but um, I do know that Houston has given up um, 251 yards on the ground. I mean, through the air. But I don't know if you can feel comfortable starting the rookie, man. We tried to start the rookie with the Carlos rookie um, scenario last week at Denver Nucci. It's been debunked. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Let us down. The theory, the theory is is a now a myth. Um, and the you, you let us down, man. So I do think you want to sit him, but I do got a monster game, another RB one game coming for James uh, Robinson, man. A lot of people were talking about, oh, sell James Robinson, sell James Robinson. You know what I'm saying? But he had a bounce back RB one week with 26 touches last week and two touchdowns. Uh, Houston has given up 165 yards on the ground per game, and they have a rookie quarterback, like I mentioned. So I think they'll lean on him a lot, and he'll probably be getting a lot of like dump off passes if Jake Lutton sucks. So um, yeah, man, another definitely roll him out there, yeah. Uh, DJ Shark, man. As far as the wide receivers go, DJ Shark, um, I think he should command the volume as the wide, as the wide receiver one out there. Um, he has an okay matchup against Bradley Roby. Uh, he's been disappointing this year, um, but could that be just because of Garner Minshew? We'll see. Yeah, he's uh, he's been banged up himself this year too, so it's just one of those type of years for him, man. He is getting the targets. We don't know what what is. Jake Luton or whatever his name is. Like, we don't know what, you know, who he's going to favor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, you can roll him out there, but you just have to temper expectations with him now. Yeah. Um, LaVisca Chanel has a good matchup, too, but I just think you got to wait and see what happens with this new um, Jaguar offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm, saying, like I'm saying everybody except Chark. I do like LaVisca Chanel. Yeah, and Dynasty, definitely. He's going to be a playmaker. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, Tyler Offer should be back this week, but I'm going to sit him also. We just don't know. He, he could be a sneaky play, but I can't tell you to start him. Um, yeah. On to the next game. We got Carolina at the Kansas City Chiefs, man. We got the over-under. Carolina is 10.5-point underdogs, and it's a 52.5-point over-under. Ooh. Teddy Two Gloves uh, left the game in the third last week. Um, it was a Thursday night game, too. Um, so that's that could be why his numbers are skewed. But the, the Falcons looked pretty good against him before he went out, too. So um, mm-hmm. Kansas City only giving up 201 yards through the air. Um, so I, with, the, with the high over-under, I didn't have the over-under in front of me when I seen this game. I don't know, man. How do you feel about Teddy Two Gloves? Uh, I'm not looking at him in one QB leagues. Because uh, I know it's a high over under, but you got to think Christian McCaffrey is going to be back, so it's going to be stuff you know dump offs to him and him, you know using leaning on him heavily this week. So uh, yeah, in one QB leagues, I'm going to sit him um, because Kansas City is allowing the seventh fewest points to quarterbacks. So even if they have to like you know throw the ball a lot, like he might you know be prone to turning the ball over too. So you might have a couple turnovers in there. So I'm going to sit him outside of Superflex leagues. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it already, man. Mama, there goes that man. CMC is back. Um, Kansas City giving up 142 yards on the ground per game. So this is a matchup made in heaven. Hopefully the uh, Panthers can stick, stick around long enough, you know what I'm saying, against the, the, the great one and Patrick Mahomes to not have to, like, get into a shootout. But even if they do get into a shootout, the yeah. number one wide receiver is back. So who cares? It don't matter what the game script is when CMC is on, there, on the floor or on the field, bro. Um, does this, this does this cap Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore ceiling for you, or does this make them more? Um, I don't think so because, like we mentioned, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Davis was getting pretty much like ninety percent of that workload, and they were still, you know, they were still being targeted out there, you know, in terms of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. So I don't think it affects them. I, I think it's you know, the, yeah, I don't think it affects them. Are you starting both of them this week? Uh, yes, I am. Um, as let me see what I got. So it has been frustrating for more uh, more owners, but it's fifty two and a half point over under. So you know that there's going to be a lot of points scored. DJ Moore gets the tougher matchup against Brashad Breeland, who is allowing the third fewest yards per route cover. But we saw him break a long touchdown plays to play two weeks in a row. So for that, I'm treating him as a low end wide receiver too. Um, Robbie gets a better matchup against Charvarius Ward, who is greater as a 61, and he's getting the volume more more so than DJ Moore. So um, he's more of a uh, middling wide receiver, too, up to a high-end wide receiver, too, depending on, you know, where I finalize my rankings. But that's where I'm viewing him at this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so, with the high over-under. I just – the Patriots the, – uh, the Chiefs defense is just very good, so – yeah, yeah. I mean, the passing defense, but we'll see, man. The, and the DJ Moore one target last week scares me a little bit. That's um, crazy, man. I hope they look at that that tape and like, bro, we have to get him more involved, bro. He had one, he had a target coming the last three minutes of the game, and he was the leading receiver on that team, bro. Like, they don't need to look at come the on, tape, bro. Come on, man. That he get, needs the ball. Jesus Christ. Um. Curtis Samuel, um, you know, he has at least five targets in the last three games, and he's been uh, pretty much the goal line back. It looks like two rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks, but CMC is back, so all that shit is dead. <laughs> <laughs> CMC back now, bro. Yeah, Take a seat. So, 
Yeah, I, I I'm starting him this week because I'm in uh, I'm wide receiver crisis right now. All pretty much all my wide receivers are on bye week in my redraft league. So hopefully he can sneak me in a touchdown. That'll be cool. So yeah. I can defeat Javar's team and make him zero and nine. So gross. So gross. Um, on the other side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes. It's gonna take Javar literally. For Javar to get his first win in a redraft league, it's going to take a team for him to go against a team that has all wide receivers on buys, and he's going to brag about that. He's going to brag about getting bro, one. Don't, don't concede defeat yet, bro. I'm don't not. I'm not. Defeat. But I'm just telling. That's like that's literally what like to give Javar teams a chance. That's what it's going to take for all my wide receivers to be yeah. feel like fifty percent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. going. Javar is trash, bro. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of the ball, uh, Patrick Mahomes, man. We talked about it earlier, man. I, we were just asking where where he went, and I guess you know what I'm saying he 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 just do it when he wants to, man. Stop asking that man, man. Stop bro, the Jets case is such an idiot, bro. Like, cause like I know we, I'm kind of you know moving ahead here, but they were forcing. Like, if you notice C.H. and Bell, they only had, like, six carries apiece. Mm-hmm. But they were literally forcing Mahomes to beat them. They were stuffing the box – or they were stacking the box and forcing Mahomes to beat them. Who thought that was a good idea? Like, <laughs> bro, you really going to force Mahomes to beat you? He was like, okay, <laughs> let's get it. <laughs> like, what the hell, bro? That was so weird, bro. 416 yards, five touchdowns, bro. Bro. Well, he showed you that he can still do it, guys. Hope you uh, learned your lesson, bro. Hope you're happy. Uh, the Panthers are only giving up 231 yards through the air, but what does that matter? Um, it's to God. Yeah, you're going to roll them out there, man. Uh, this is but, why Mahomes should have been the one-on-one in Superflex startups, too, by the way. For sure. Um, CEH and Le'Veon Bell, you mentioned like um, before that they both only had like six – well, no, no, they had. Well, Le'Veon had nine touches on his in his revenge game, and Ceh only had nine thirty-one yards on the ground. Yeah, uh, so. there's one hundred and twenty-four yards on the ground. Um, I think fourth most to- points to the running backs. So I am viewing uh, Ceh as a high-end running back too, and a and Bell as a solid running back too. All right, I like it. I thought you was gonna say running back one, um, but I got him. Yeah, he's he's on his cusp. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he have a, a running back one week, but I mean, it, I feel like Patrick Mahomes just might not be done yet. Um, it depends. He's gonna like we said, they're gonna take what you give them, bro. Like however y'all want to lose, <laughs> we we here for it. Let's get it. Well, have let's the go. Lost this year? Are they? No, they, they lost to. No, they lost to the uh, Raiders. Oh yeah, that was a good game. Uh, Jeremy Chin is the matchup for Tariq Hill, um, graded at a 66 by PFF. So, you, of course, you're going to start him. He caught two of the touchdowns last week for Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Kansas City wide receivers, Harmon had nine targets. Uh, the Vegas – Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Yeah. I don't know, man. You can't trust them, man, the Russian roulette. You got to see it consistently. It is a high over-under. But, yeah, I, I don't – yeah, it's – this this very well may be a CH and Bell week with them being ten and a half point favorites and it being a uh, over under over fifty points. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more of a running game. Uh, you can start Travis Kelsey. That's good. Um, Always on the other side of the ball, we got not the other side of the ball. That's the next game. Uh, the Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings got over under. Uh, as of now, um, this is when Stafford didn't have COVID. Um, but Detroit is four point underdogs, and it's a fifty three point over under. 
But like we mentioned that uh, he could very well play. So, you know what I'm saying? To be determined if he will. That was a great point, by the way, because I didn't even know that. I don't even think about that. I was just like, fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, what, the backup. Is what, I think it's Chase McDaniels. David David Blau. No, I think they said it was Chase McDaniels. Oh, for real? Because that's who, uh, that's who, well, I know Sleeper's not official at all, but that's who they have as number two quarterback. I'm pretty, I don't know. But I was watching Sports Center before the game. I know they definitely said the five test in a row thing. And they said mm-hmm. they don't play till Sunday, so it lines up perfectly. You know, they might do some voodoo, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we'll just go as if Matt Stafford is playing then. So um, the Vikings are giving up 287 yards through the air. That's the third most in the NFL. But uh, Matt Stafford is possibly without – well, not possibly. He's going to be without Kenny Galladay. Um, he threw the ball 42 times last week. Um, I think he's on the cusp of, of QB1, like probably like 11-12 for me. Yeah, I have him as a uh, start this week also. Um, it's everything you said, plus it being a high implied point total – and um, they're allowing Minnesota's allowing the six most points to quarterback. So he did it last week without Galladay scoring twenty plus for just his second time this year. So I'm rolling him out there this week if he plays. DeAndre Swift, um, a bad game last week in a bad matchup against the Colts defense. Um, that's pretty much where I'm, I'm down on that on that game. That's um, that J.K. Dobbins game uh, against the Colts too. Uh, but anyway. Um, the Vikings are giving up 124 yards, um, so he should see a comeback game. I got him as a, a solid RB2 this week. Yeah, it's it's gross. Don't watch the game, bro, because it is another one of those three-way committees. I think Carryout Johnson was the one that got the touchdown last week, and AP still getting involved. So, yeah. Um, he's Bottom line is Swift is getting the most snaps, so I guess he's the guy you want to start out of that backfield, but it's like you said, it's a RB2. Middling to back end for me. Uh, Marvin Jones, two touchdowns last week with Kenny Galladay missing. Um, like I mentioned before, man, every time I saw the flash, I was like, man, is that Kenny G? Nope. Nope. Uh, the volume should be there, of course, with Kenny G being out. Uh, we should get him in that wide receiver two range uh, confidently. Uh, the wide receiver that I, I was surprised in, a former Falcon last week, Marvin Hall, got seven targets he caught four of them for 113 yards he did have a big play but that is his um that is his role in the offense I mean he's a big play wide receiver I got him in that Russian roulette range with the Kansas City wide receivers but just like a little bit more upside because he's going to be the wide receiver too on the field um so he should see like a little bit more consistent volume therefore than uh say uh, McCole Harmon mm. how do you feel yeah and he gets uh him and Marvin Jones they both get great matchups this week Starting with Marvin Jones, he gets Chris Boyd. Um, he's great out as a 60 and giving up an 86% catch rate. And then, like you mentioned, Marvin Hall, he also gets a great matchup against Cameron Dantzler. Graded out as a 51 and allowing the fourth most yards per route cover. And as a whole, Minnesota's allowing the second most points to wide receivers. So um, Marvin Jones, wide receiver two. Marvin Hall, more of like a wide receiver back in three, flex play type player. Yeah. I got him like probably like four, like right, like with a little bit of upside. Mm-hmm. You catch it, if he would have turned that with like that one thirteen into a touchdown game, like he would have been like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got him for free. Nobody even won him, so hopefully he takes down Javar's sorry bum team. Yeah, um, I got him in a few leagues, a few dynasty leagues. T.J. Hawkinson, of course, he is still consistent. Ten targets last week with Kenny G out, um, so that only is. Good news for, um, you know what I'm saying, T.J. Hawkinson owners with Kenny G being out. And yeah. we know he's going to get the red zone targets. 
Yeah, he's he's been very good this year. Very solid, bro. I remember when I didn't get no tight end the whole redraft and I got TJ Hawkinson with the last oh pick. Oh, my God. I was laughing like, ha, ha. Uh-huh. <laughs> now look at my eyes. I dropped the Higby like an idiot. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> man, why, why you be a sneaky pit? Why you be a sneaky still? Now I'm over here like, bro, what you want, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we could talk. Um, <laughs> but on the other side of the ball, we got Kirk Cousins, man. In a game where Dalvin Cook went bonkers, like you mentioned before, Kirk Cousins didn't do anything. We say, like, threw the ball 14 times. Yeah, bro. It's gross. Oh, man. Why did that? That is somebody I should, like, who did it? was somebody that, because somebody was mad that I drafted Kirk Cousins. I think they wanted Kirk Cousins or something. It was some other bum quarterback. I think it was like Derek Carr or something. But I yeah. Derek Carr now. Um, that's so gross to say when Kirk Cousins has like two dominant wide receivers out there. Yeah, um, and it's supposed to be like set up for him to be successful too because they don't have a good defense. So that's like the recipe you want for a fantasy quarterback. A bad defense and a, a capable offense that can put up points, man. So. They didn't put they had a cable offense, but they prefer to do it on the ground if they have, you know, if they can. So they didn't add, they didn't factor in Dalvin the fucking monster cook, bro. He's a monster. Beast mode. 200 plus all purpose yards last week. Um, what he said, like four touchdowns? Four touchdowns, bro. That was like, it's, was that in the first half, I believe? I believe he had four like, touchdowns in like, the first half. It was like three, three at least in the first half. I think he got that pass uh, in the second half, but like early in the third quarter. I was like, bro, this dude's about to score like six touchdowns. It's crazy. Like, yes. And then I was like, no. <laughs> French uh, due to um Dalvin's Cook Monster game, uh Adam Thielen and Jefferson um didn't have a good game. Um I know we talked about them Jeff at least I know we talked about Jefferson possibly having a good game. Um Yeah, man, they both have great matchups this week again, but I just I mean I don't trust Kirk Cousins, so I don't know how we can trust um, these two wide receivers, especially Adam Thielen when he's been shown to be, like, touchdown dependent. Uh, Yeah, I think this is going to, like, depend on if Stafford plays because if he plays, then I think you can roll out Thielen and Jefferson. They'll keep it close enough for them to have to – they're just not going to be able to run it down the throat. Hopefully not. But if he doesn't play, I think that uh, Minnesota will get into a lead and, you know, they're just going to be able to run Dalvin Cook like they did last year or last week. So. Just got to pay attention to practice reports for me, um, you know, to determine if you want to start a sit them. But they do have great matchups, like you mentioned already. Yeah. Um, any Minnesota tight ends? Uh, no, I got both of them as sits. I know we were kind of hoping that uh, Irv Smith would have came out to buy and been used a little bit more, took more of a um, share of that, you know, tight end room or whatever. But he only had one target last week. That could have been because he only threw the ball 14 times. But mm-hmm. – I'm not trusting him until I can see him, you know, consistently get targets, run a lot of routes, and that's not something he really did last mm-hmm. week. So those wide receivers not getting consistent targets. So I'm definitely not trusting the tight end. Exactly. Targets. Um, yeah, I think that's that's game seven right there, bro. Let get it. That was it, man. Uh who you got tomorrow? Green Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah, Green Bay about 50. <laughs> what if they got like a crazy over under nine and like 49ers uh for now, just come back and win. Yeah, that would be. I wouldn't be surprised. It's twenty twenty, bro. So, but I'm picking Green Bay. Green Bay to win. Yes, sir. Always shout out to Tommy on Jabbar. Yes, sir. Peace.